welcome to Hearts and Stripes, your one-stop shop for all things military marriage. I hope our discussions and interviews equip you with the tools to start or grow a beautiful marriage as we address the benefits and challenges of milled marriage. I believe life's most precious moments are worth celebrating, so I'll help you design your marriage blueprint in alignment with your core values. Thank you for joining us, and remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Let's do this. Ladies, lean in because I have some exciting news for you. This episode is brought to you by the Commands Collective community. Now, if you haven't been on Instagram with us building and shaping this community, don't worry. You still have the opportunity to be a part. The Command Collective is a 12-month implementation and support experience for military women and spouses ready for community of diverse women who are looking to root one another on as we thrive personally in our marriage and in building a legacy. Listen, this membership is like none other and you can try it for $1 for the full first month. You get this? Okay, and the reason why, let me tell you why, it is so important to be in community is because what I've realized is you don't go as far as your dream, you go as far as your team. So I am inviting you to get a part of this collective team with the Command Collective community. Check it out today at com slash community. That's com slash community. And we can't wait to welcome you into the Command Collective. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Hearts and Stripes podcast. I'm your host, Bree Carroll, and for the Unwrap and Recap series, I have my fabulous co-host, Juvelin Garcia, who is joining me. Juvelin, say what's up to the people. Hello, everyone. I am super excited to be back on this wonderful series, wrapping up the end of the year with all of Bree's wonderful episodes. I am so excited for you guys to be listening in and can't wait to share with you guys this episode. Yes, and it's the last one. I have really enjoyed looking back at past episodes here at Hearts and Stripes. I hope our listeners are as well. And it's really fun to just talk about these episodes like with someone, um, a, a fellow listener, a fellow marriage advocate um, who really is passionate about seeing marriages thrive and healthy. Um, and this last episode, I was really, <laughs> I'm, I was surprised. I'll be honest. I was surprised to see this be one of the top episodes on Hearts and Stripes podcast, but I think that the topic, well, I, let me, let me explain before, I, before they come from my life. So in episode 54, we are talking about two careers, one family. So episode 54, go back and listen to it if you have not, so that you can catch up with the conversation here with me and Juvelin. But in this episode, the reason why I say I'm surprised is because these are like my friends' friends. Like you learn in this episode that really we are the reason why they are even married in the first place. So like, I feel like I should open up a like pairing, like marriage dating app service here. Cause we did good on this one. Like we did real good (laughs) 
on this one. But if you listen to the episode, you'll hear that Nate and Felicia, they are both active duty uh, Air Force officers who actually met at our wedding. We kind of hooked them up. They were resistant at first, but then they saw the vision that we had um, and, and they actually did meet. Um, Felicia finally gave into a date and then, and look, now they're happy, happily married, two little ones and a dog um, and, and live in this dual military life. And, and I think that is one of the big reasons, one, because they're amazing people, but two, because this episode talks about something that I think needs a little more shine and a little more attention, which is the challenges of mill to mill. The military has made a great change in the amount of effort that they put into keeping couples together. And I will say our curriculum in particular, we are very close to our Air Force Personnel Center um, maintenance officers, and they put a lot of time, energy, and effort to thinking about what's the best for not, not just our career field, but us as a couple. That's that's an awesome positive change I've seen in the Air Force. Because, you know, you talk to some older folks and it definitely was not like that at all. Right. The effort wasn't nearly as much. They literally prioritized us on the rumble move list above everybody else now. So that is very encouraging to know that they they make a lot of strides in helping to keep up together. But there's still always that possibility that you know we could be uh, at separate locations because at the end of the day, the Air Force needs um, it's going to come first for the personnel center. You know, so right. they 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 go, they're going to do their best, absolute best, and I feel very confident in that. So if it does come to that point, um, I don't feel I don't think I'll be begrudging, only because I know from past experiences that they work very hard in order to make it work. Right. No, I think that's, that's awesome to point out. I, and I do appreciate every branch specifically air force because we're air force, um, for making that effort to keep families together. I think, um, most leader, most of leadership, you will hear them say family first, or that would be within the three top things that they talk about. Um, and, and I, and I like to hear, stories and experiences of people actually seeing that for themselves. So Felicia advice, what advice would you give to uh, dual military couples? Um, let's see. So we, we talked about, you know, it just communication, right. With our functional um, and then also being, having more real kind of changing your focus. I know like, um, we're to be an officer, you know, or you join the military and, you know, you have your goals, you, you know, you have what you've set out for your career. Right. And then you meet someone and you have to figure out how to, how are we going to merge these careers? That's good. Um, yeah. Now granted you have some couples who are like, you know what, like we can see each other when we retire. Um, that is not, that's, I can't roll like that, but there, there, there might be some people out there that are right. like that. Like, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll take whatever. Um, for me, I, I think that I, it, it, it has been really important. Like, um, 
what what to be more realistic about what your expectations are um and um do you want like a, is there a location you want there is there a dream job and then how do you um you can't just do that on your own or make a decision in a bubble like that so i can't just call a pc and be like yeah um i, I really want to go to germany but he doesn't want to go so if you can just send me you know you can't um you <laughs> right. could do that uh, i i don't think i don't know if that's that's good for you know right. longevity right and i like so, how you're um, saying it it has to be complimentary so Juvelin, what were your thoughts on this particular episode? Um, do you have any friends who are like dual military trying to walk this mill marriage thing out? I do. And I, I think, that, well, first of all, I loved how um, their stories of each other was so different, like how they met. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, it, it, was, it was very, very um, entertaining, actually, when I listened to this episode. But I do, I have, a, not a lot, but I do have a couple um, dual military marriages. And I really just watching them both go through either combat or deployment or, you know, their day to day and then coming home to that same lifestyle and actually making it work, I think is, I commend them in itself because I don't think I would be able to do it. Um, so I think it's, it's really, it's really cool and interesting to kind of just look at that, how they were able to um, be their own, but then come together to actually make their family work. Uh, it actually made me laugh because she's older than her husband. So it was very relatable because I'm older than my husband. Me too. Me too. (laughs) So it it makes me laugh actually. And like I said, in the beginning, it's, it's funny because his way of swooping her up was completely different of her being like, nope, not interested, not interested. And then finally in, and then even seeing you jump in there and be like, well, actually, let me tell you how I saw it. So it's actually um, all the different perspectives is really entertaining. I really liked this episode. Yes, it, it was a lot of fun to like watch it play out. Like as confusing as it sounded in the episode, that is legitimately how confusing it was in real life. It was just like my husband's calling Nate talking about, oh yeah, you're going to meet Felicia. And I'm talking to Felicia like, hey, look out for this guy, Nate. So I think my husband probably is the reason why we should have had him on the episode to explain his side of the story. Cause he's probably the reason why Nate thought that the wedding was like their date. And Felicia was just like clueless. Cause I just was like, Right. I just was like, Hey, there's a guy that I think you should meet at the wedding. Like I kind of left it very open to see what happened, even though I thought that would be a good move. Apparently my husband must've been like, yeah, Felicia, it's a date. Like, I don't know what happened, but it was, it was hilarious to kind of, to watch that. But yeah, I, I have a lot of respect for those dual military couples because I feel like that is so difficult. And I mean, we assume that because they're both serving that they both get it but man that's Mm -hmm. a different level of being compatible uh being complimentary and I love the point that they put out there about um uh they they hit on a couple of points that I have noted about talking to their functional together so like as they get assignments and things allowing the other person to like communicate for themselves not allowing exactly. people to like say, oh, well, Nate, tell Felicia or no, like you tell her, like 
go go exactly. go to the source don't use me as a middleman because that can really cause issues um they talked about managing expectation and creating a career uh plans that are really complementary and being you know cognizant of each other's goals right and, and i think that mm-hmm. presents its own challenges because they're both serving I agree. Uh, And she touches on that. She says, um, merging careers, um, your view should be um, the family being successful instead of just the individual. And I think both being being in the military, I think that's really huge because it's easy to be like, well, he wears the pants in this relationship. Like, no, like orders now depends on both of you guys. It's not just one of you. And will you have the same compatibility going to where wherever you guys choose it's a decision together and I think um what really resonated with me is how she said um being on the same page mutual respect and understanding I think I think being on the same page is is really a big thing because if you're not you could be wanting one thing while the other isn't wanting that and I think throwing kids in the mix um that's the thing in itself because now you're looking at child care and well, who's going to watch them because we're both yes. working. Uh, yes. Talk about military spouses working and then service members, but having two service members, I think hours you have to take that into accountability and just stressors as like deployments. Like, what if we both, you know, there's just a lot that I think goes into it thinking of just one spouse doing it versus both of them. Yeah. And I think watching mill to mill couples is really encouraging to me. Um, And not to say that we're the same or or the example that I'm giving is the same, but I look at both members have careers that should be really encouraging to a military spouse that feels like I have to stay home. Like if you choose Mm -hmm. to, that is amazing. Like do it. But don't feel like you have to because these mill to mill couples are figuring it out. Like, and, and it's just exactly. about what are your goals? And I love how you brought out that point. What does the family being successful look like? And I just encourage you to go back and, and like we talked about throughout the unwrap and recap series, defining what that picture of your family being successful looks like for yourself. What does that look like for you two? And that takes a conversation, right? I know, Juvelin, you talk all about effective communications in episode 50, the episode that we had you on. Like, what are some some tips, if you will, to help couples kind of navigate that conversation of what does it look like for our family to be successful? So I think I'm so I strongly advocate it so much because I truly believe in effective communication and what that looks like is for the longest time and I say this um, I say this very transparently in my episode but I used to talk at Martin I used to full-blown talk at him thinking I'm talking to him and there's a huge difference and I say it to a lot of my newer spouses or spouses who just became a military spouse and didn't really know what they were signing up for but um, when you are just constantly like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Why didn't you pick up your laundry? Why? You're not talking with your spouse. You're actually talking at them. And imagine yeah. if it was vice versa, what that would look like. You're, you shut down. I used to 
tell my friends all the time before me and Martin went into therapy about communication, I used to be like, he's not listening. Right. And then we'd all get into a spill about you're right. My husband doesn't, but no, I, now I look at it. And when I hear spouses, like my husband doesn't listen. Um, I say, well, how are you communicating with him? Because mm. I think it's so different being like, why didn't you fold the laundry? Why didn't you pull it compared to like, babe, was there a reason why you didn't get the laundry done? It's still sitting in the dryer. I think tone is huge. Um, and sometimes I catch myself. I think it's easy to Same. be very stressed out. And I have to catch myself, even my, even the kids, um, they'll be like, mommy, uh, you seem a little bit angry. And I'll be like, you're right. You're right. But it's, it's so easy to react and not catch yourself, but I'm so big on accountability. I teach that in my household, but knowing how you're talking to your spouse, and it took me a really long time. I am stubborn as can be, but it took me a really long time um, until someone from the outside had to like really share with me, like, how are you communicating with Martin? And it made me realize for a good two years, I wasn't talking with him. And I think when you actually sit down with your spouse, have a heart to heart for you to listen. I think listening is really important too. A lot of us say we listen in our marriage. I'll be the first to say at the beginning of my two years, I was not listening. I I heard what I wanted to hear. And then I reacted. I didn't respond. I reacted. Um, And my reactions weren't always on a positive note. And I, I say it all the time, but I, I'm so thankful me and Martin are where we're at today, thriving, um, and that we were able to overcome it because he had things to work on too. It wasn't just me. He had things he had to work on too. And him shutting down, his big thing was shutting down. He didn't know how to effectively communicate. And all he knew was to shut down. And I think everyone comes from a past of how they communicate um, from your household growing up to even now, but how you portray it can make all the difference. And I think writing, like writing down, I'm a very visual person. So writing down how I was talking to him versus how I could be talking to him was very huge, very, very huge. And I think a lot of us um, in military marriages, especially we react and then we, we put our foot in our mouth because we go, we go, and then you can't really take it back where I've learned um, and I, we still work on it. Even our marriage is actually really good. I still catch myself. I'm like, Ooh, okay. Maybe I shouldn't have said it like that. I apologize. I was not in the right state of mind, but what I say, and I think it's okay. I think it's okay now to get mad, react. We're all human beings, but I think it's how you come back to it and take ownership. Like if you messed up, I think it's really hard. I, I hate it. <laughs> yes. I hate it. But owning up to it, like if you yelled at your husband and you really were just having an off day, being like, look, like I was having a really bad day. I didn't mean to yell at you like that. What I meant to say was this. And then sometimes they'll react very off-centered. But if you're both working on that communication, he'll respond differently because calmly you came back and talked it through. I think talking it through is a huge step too, because I think we can all have effective communication, but if you're not talking it goes back to the series of the boat if you're just patching it up and not actually trying to fix the holes you're just you're going to sink eventually and we don't want to yeah. sink we don't want no boats um, but I think any in with all things communication or in tasks you do in your household if you have your spouse truly on the same page it makes all the difference I think yeah. it makes all the difference it starts with communication it it's the foundation. I feel like one of the big, biggest foundations in my marriage um, of why we do so well. It's effective communication. I yeah, it's strong. 
Yeah. And you have so many good points there when it comes to effective communication. You talked about taking ownership. You talked about apologizing. You talked about like tone. Ooh, your girl struggles with tone. Let me just say the Jersey does come out every now and then. <laughs> and my husband is like, I am shutting down because I cannot receive when you're in, when you're speaking from that tone. And it's like, Oh, that meant you got to swallow that pill. And then you have to go back in like, okay, honey, I'm going to try to say it in another way. And it's hard. It, it really does take practice. You're not always going to get it right. But I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Communication truly, truly is a foundational thing when it comes in relationships. And let me, let me hit on thriving because we talk about that here on Hearts and Stripes podcast, right? And I love how you said communication is the reason why your, your relationship is thriving. Here at the podcast, we believe in three things. We want you to thrive personally. We want you to thrive in your military marriage. And we want you to create a legacy that thrives. But when I say, when we say thrive, it's not like I have reached thrive, ding, ding, ding. That's it. I don't have to do anything else because I hit the thrive level. Like, no, it is a continuous process. Um, you continue to thrive. Like it is not like a level that you hit and then like, that's it. Because you hit that level, you don't have to keep working on it. It is a conscious effort to continue to love on your spouse to have effective communication with your spouse, to go on dates with your spouse, to continue to build and grow together because with each season comes something a little different, right? That might throw you guys a loophole and now you got to figure out and have the conversation and continue to have hard conversations together as you go through your male marriage. And that's what thriving looks like, right? It's, it's being willing to say yes to effective communication is willing to say yes. Um, when your partner wants to go after this goal and you're in the supporter seat, it's willing to say yes, when it's your turn to go out there and race in the front and not feel bad because it's like your, it's your turn Like go like, do it, do the thing. We are, we are supportive and we are here for you. Um, that's what thriving looks like. It's saying yes to those different seasons. Um, and it's not something that you like get the badge and like, now you are a couple that thrives. It's a continuous effort. So in case we've never broken that down, you're getting it right here during the unwrap and recap series. As we talk about episode 54, with two careers and one family. So Juvelin, what other thoughts did you have on this episode? Shout out to Nate. He has a book of poetry and I'll, and I'll make sure to drop the link or you can check that out in the show notes of episode 54. So shout out to him for um, continuing his passion with poetry. I know that's one of the ways that they connected. So uh, you know, shameless tip, if anybody feels poetic out there, um, go ahead, <laughs> write some poetry. That's another way to kind of keep your marriage exciting and thriving. And guess what, guys, if you're not a poet, don't worry. We have a whole playlist on Spotify. You can check out Heart Tracks 2 on Spotify, all of the past songs from the episodes. These are typically love songs or songs that are, are kind of keep the episode topic at the forefront of your mind just write down the lyrics of songs that are already written like you don't have to do the hard work of like trying to make up poetry just send me some song lyrics you know like honey 
shameless plug <laughs> send some song lyrics it's just as good or um shout out to nate for for doing his book of poetry <laughs> um well with this episode one thing that resonated with me and i um, wrote it down just because i want to i wanted to make sure that i addressed it was i love how she said um the center has always been i'm committed to you no matter what um and i i love that so much um and yeah. what that looks like um it's even through the tough times, you guys, I think it's so easy to be like, I'm here for you, no matter what, I'll go through it. But I think people forget and taking it back to the the big wedding day, um, through better and through worse. Yeah, okay? it took me a long time to realize that too. But I think if you can stick it out with your spouse through the hard times, and not just during the wins and the good times, um, you guys will be solid. I think when you guys, even when me and my husband hit rock bottom, the fact that we can overcome it together, we were still one and trying to push through it all, um, it made all the difference. And it's something that we look out, look at now about our foundation. It's so solid and it's because we chose each other. So um, she said it over and over in her, um, in her episode, and I'm gonna reiterate it, you have to, be committed to your spouse. You have to want it no matter what. Like even through bad times, you should still want to unconditionally love them. And I think through it all, it will be so rewarding. Cause I think for us, it's so easy to be on cloud nine during the good times, but it's, are you still side by side and we'll wrap your arms around your best friend during the hard times? Cause it's during the hard times that you guys will actually see if your marriage can make it through. And I think that took a long time. Like in the beginning of my marriage, um, young Juju was like, I'm good on my own. Solid, don't need you. We'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> but no, like, you can't do that. Especially I had kids. And um, I believed, I don't know who said this quote, but I believe um, when something is broken, we fix it. We don't just quit and find another sink or find another piece. No, we fix what's broken. And it's always been our thing. Um, and I, sometimes I have to remind my husband, sometimes he has to remind me, because sometimes I shut down over the past few years. And I'm like, deuces, I'm out. Um, and I don't mean it. It's something we say in the heat of the moment. But I think um, there'll be more marriages and less divorces if people would just fix what was wrong, mm. instead of calling it quits before even tried. And I think a lot of my friends who you know, they're happening right now, but I think in their first marriage, when I asked them, like, well, what did you guys do to try to fix it? 90% of them say nothing. Like, we just let it go. And it makes me sad, right? Because, you know, I, I come yeah. from a happy home. I I try to keep my home happy as well. But it's it's truly because I believe in you fix something. You fix something before you throw it out. Um, and I just wish more people would understand that. So if you guys can take anything from the episode, I think um, you got to be committed to yourself no matter what. And you guys will truly continuously thrive, learn from each other and go on forward from that. And see, that is a mic drop moment from Juvelin Garcia. No, I, I, I love that. I, I really feel like that that really is the note that I would love for people to just let that let that sink in a little bit and just like think about it. I know we are coming up on the new year. Um, 2022 has come so quickly, right? So much has happened. And I really want you to take time and think about like, do you feel like there are areas in your relationship that are broken? Were there conversations that weren't had? Were there things that maybe you feel like you wish you had another shot at maybe reattacking that situation? It's not too late. Like, let this be a reminder 
for you to go back and say, I'm sorry. If you didn't say it 10 months ago, it's fine. It's not too late. Go back and fix the things in those areas, maybe in your relationship that are broken. And maybe you feel like your relationship is doing great. Guess what? There is still room for improvement and you too can find something that um, maybe you don't call it broken, but it's an area that you can improve upon. We encourage you to take the time, sit as you recap and as we unwrap and recap this episode 54, jot down some notes and some things that you maybe want to go back and, and, and try get a do-over. Like this is, this is the do-over section of the podcast. Like if you want to do over, I remember we used to say that as kids, like, can I get a do over? Like, seriously? Yes. This is your, this is your past. You can get the do over, um, fix the thing, um, before just throwing it away. And and I love how you said that Juvelin. So for those, we're going to, we're going to make it real fun and real discreet. Um, as you reach out to us after listening to this unwrap and recap episode as we go over uh two careers one family if you think of something that um you maybe want to go back and fix in your relationship if something comes to mind or has come to mind um as you listen to this episode when we post on social media about this episode we like to hang out on instagram and facebook so when we post about this episode I would love for you to just drop a heart in the comments. And by dropping a heart in the comments, we know that you have thought of something that you want to go back and fix before 2022, or maybe you want to improve upon, or maybe you want to do over. Drop a heart in the comments so we know that you have heard, you have received, and you're going to work on it before you go into 2022. So Juvelin, before we wrap up this last recap episode, I just have to say how much I am just grateful to have had you as my co-host throughout this series. Um, Let me just brag on Juvelin a little bit. Not only was she one of the spouse of the year recipients, Uh, She was also my fantastic guest who was on episode 50 of the podcast. She is a spouse, of course. She is a mom of some amazing little guys, and she is an entrepreneur. Um, We will drop all the links down below with her, but let let me rave about her a little more because most people will know that she was actually our host. They were the ambassador couple for Military Marriage Day. So shout out to Juvelin and Martin. Shout out, hey Martin. Yeah, we didn't we didn't show you any love. Hey, hey Martin, what's up? Um, and they were our ambassador couple for Military Marriage Day and did a fantastic job basically kicking off each of the seven days of celebrating Military Marriage Day as we counted down to Military Marriage Day. So if you want to see the Garcias in action, you can also head to Military Marriage Day Facebook page and you can still see the replays from that celebration and hear their heart for marriage, which is amazing. You have been doing some great things. You are truly a light and really fun to have on your timeline. So if you're not following her, definitely do so. 
um, because you offer great date night opportunities. You're really transparent about your relationship. And for someone who is out here fighting the good fight for military marriages, it is awesome to look across and see you doing your thing and really just inspiring and encouraging people to live their best lives in their military marriages. Oh, thank you so much, Bree. I love working with you. I love how we connected and met. So I always appreciate you. I always love what you're doing as well. I think it's amazing because our platforms really coincide side by side. So I, I think that's amazing. I'm always a big fan of everything that you do and have loved watching you thrive as well this over this past year. So super excited, um, super excited for this series. And I just know there's so much to come in 2022. Yeah. So everybody out there, we are wishing you, Juvelin and I, a happy new year um, as we have just unwrapped and recapped um, the top episodes for Hearts and Stripes. I am excited to see what season three holds. Um, should I share a little bit, Juvelin? What do you think? Should I tell them like, uh, sneak peek, sneak peek. I'll give you just a little. little bit. Just a little bit. I'm really excited. We're going to take a break. Um, not not really a break. It's probably not a break for y'all. <laughs> but season three is going to kick off with a leadership in marriage series that I am really excited about. And this is one that I really encourage you to get your spouse and listen to because I will be talking to leadership. And when I say leadership, I mean like the, the big, the big leadership within uh, each branch of service. And I'm really excited for them to come on and share um, and be transparent about their own military marriages um, and also give that leadership perspective, that encouragement, that insight um, from their vantage point. Because oftentimes we see things just from our perspective and it's really great for, and I'm grateful for them to take the time to come out on this little podcast, Hearts and Stripes, and, and speak to this service community um, as our leaders, as the people who drive the vision forward in our armed forces. So I'm really excited for you guys to find out who will be speaking and who will be chatting with during that series. So that's what you have to look forward to two in season three there's so much more to come but that's all i can share for now so exciting yes so again everyone thank you for joining us on hearts and stripes podcast stay tuned for season three juvelin thank you again for being here we're linking all the things below so that you can stay connected to her and i um, as we continue to walk out this journey um, and share these heart to hearts in our military marriage. Thanks, Julian. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. This is Hearts and Stripes. We are the few, the proud, that aim high and are forged by love. Always ready, always there. We are Mill Marriage Strong.